Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the King Kong Minute podcast, the show where we analyze, scrutinize, and carlize the King Kong <laughs> film <laughs> one minute at a time. My name is Steven. And I'm Terry. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 20, closing out the week with Minute 20. Uh, this minute starts with um, Thomas Kretschmann as Englehorn saying, You haven't given me the first thousand yet. And ending with, Do I have a choice? How do you like my Book ending. <laughs> Book ending it, yep. Um, yes, his voice, though. Englehorn's mm-hmm. voice. Everything about Englehorn. He's just so cool. I know. Crushman is a great character actor for this kind of thing. Like, he he matches the venture perfectly. He is just yeah. as, like, grizzled and lo- like looks like he's well-storied. He's salty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely does. Um... He does a very good job here, and it's such... It's a welcome departure from the 33 film. Englehorn really wasn't a super special mm-hmm. character in the 33 film. He was he was definitely a ship's captain. He had a cool mustache, right. but like... But he was very neutral in that kind of um, male... Uh, like, male American 30s in that way. Yeah, like, for sure. His entire personality was in his hat, his pipe, and his mustache. <laughs> but mostly the mustache. Yeah. That's, yeah, definitely agreed there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like, this version, like, it goes without saying, this version of Englehorn and Driscoll, infinitely more interesting than the 33. Yes, for I mean, sure. But to be fair, we're, we're again and again, that, that was just the case with each of these characters. Yeah. Like, I, I can't think of a single character from the original film that was better in its original form than this movie. Um, no, I got nothing. I mean, me, okay, honestly, the only thing I could think to say there is the fact of just the absolute ingenuity of the stop motion of King Kong at the time. Well, yes. Yes, of course. Um, but it's not Andy Serkis. Mm-mm. <laughs> this might be one movie that was remade that, um, I might, I might give this one and just say it's improved on in almost every way to the original and i think Mm -hmm. that's because of the director's great love for the original now i could be uh i could be tied up by my thumbs for even saying that out loud to some (laughs) hardcore cinephiles but right i'm sorry the characters are more interesting and i mean okay to be fair we've had almost a hundred years of development in filmmaking exactly (laughs) so there's that's to be said and also we wouldn't have this movie without the original We only have this movie because Jackson loved the original so much and made that baseline. Yeah. Um, But again, I I kind of, you know, it's almost like the way that you could really love an animated series and then you watch the parody abridged series of it. (laughs) I wonder what you're talking about, Terry. (laughs) I don't don't know. But that's the thing. Abridged series are only made from places of love because the, the people who make them love the original so much that they put the amount of work into creating an abridged, yeah. which is an insane amount of work, for yeah. especially for the usual amateur crew that does it. Right. It's not only parody, but it's tribute as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It's like, you gotta love the source material if you're gonna do that. For sure. I mean, imagine trying to make an abridged for a series you hated. The amount that you'd have to watch those clips again and again <laughs> and splice it together, you'd go crazy. For sure. That's, um... It's like, I could Sorry. never do an MXM on a movie I hated. Right. And that's, uh, <laughs> some of them do, and it's kind of funny listening to them, but yeah, for the most part, I couldn't sit down and talk about a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Not for that I long, mean, anyway. 
it would get really old really fast. If I was going to try to do an MXM on the 76 Kong, uh, you would get really tired of me just crapping on it constantly. Yeah. I could do the even room if it was, minute. Even if it deserved. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, I, I could, could do, do the room, room minute. minute. I don't want to, but I could. <laughs> it's probably been done. Probably. Um, yeah, so I have... Uh, so, Anglehorn starts talking to Anne. Um, and... At first, I was like, firstly, we see him shake her hand. And I was like, okay, in the 30s, would a ship's captain shake a woman's hand? I actually don't know. I I don't know. I feel like it felt a little weird, though, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, maybe not. Okay. I, I suppose, like, then again, I've, I'm not all completely up and up on high society and proper etiquette at the time. Of I what doubt Anglehorn is either. Would have been, but that's the point. Yeah. Anglehorn wouldn't care. And for him, just, it's a handshake. You know, right. Um, Anglehorn's—he's an equal opportunist. <laughs> um, it's like everyone gets a handshake. I don't care who you are. These hands rated E for everyone. Man, welcome. <laughs> That's the episode quote. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well played. Um, oh man. Yeah, no. Anglehorn is—I don't care who you are. Man, woman, monkey. Everyone gets a handshake. Yeah. Um. What I find interesting here as well is he starts to talk about things that might clue in that the the journey is going to be a little different than Anne has been sold on. He starts talking about, a, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, are you nervous? You know, and Carl gets nervous and he starts looking around like, uh, Preston, hey, can you step in yeah, here? Yeah. He doesn't take care of it himself. He expects Preston to fix the problem that's happening in front of him. Which mm-hmm. is, just, again, Carl deflecting to other people so he doesn't have to take responsibility for really mm-hmm. anything in general. But it's a credit to Preston as an assistant that he immediately picked up on that and knew exactly what to do in that situation. It's true. I mean, we clearly see why Denim keeps Preston around. Right. Um, and, you know, it's... it he does it very specifically to cultivate this image of himself that he is a competent successful professional who with a competent staff around him who is in intuits his like basically his needs right so i um, mean and just preston yeah. being a good guy yep exactly and i mean it works it is an effective facade right we also get a romanticized version of the adventure theme yes we do a uh, little subtle do 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 because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my my musical skills right there mm. um okay so i actually did have uh, something to insert here and talk about sure um i don't know exactly where it falls in this whole section of minutes but i do have a note on this in general so the very first scene shot for this movie was the one where Anne arrives at the docks to board the ship. I think like, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and I also have the note that, embarrassingly enough for Jackson, he was using a crane instead of a steady cam, yes. which proved largely uncooperative, so this seemingly <laughs> simple shot took roughly 30 takes. Which would drive anyone insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of their filming process. So, ooh, day one on the set of King Kong. A little rough. And, of course, this scene has, you know, so many extras in the background and all that. Uh-huh. And so each of them have to reset. And, oh, my goodness. That's just that's a whole day work right there. Just one yeah, shot. That's a, that's a tough first day. Yeah. 
Um, I do like that when Englehorn asks if uh, Anne is nervous, she says, no, should I be? But she puts on kind of a defiant face, which that's just Anne. Mm-hmm. Just, just what she does. She's like, no, well, I don't need to, you know, should I be? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can handle it. <laughs> that's our girl. Um, I had another question. Um, yeah. Englehorn is obviously about to, if, if Preston didn't stop this whole thing, um, he's about to basically reveal that this is not what Anne thinks it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And my question was, it. this is just someone who should know the movie because I'm talking about him in a minute. Doesn't uh, Englehorn not know where they're going? <laughs> yeah. And I did. that was something else that I was going to mention. And the fact that, you know, Englehorn is asking her, you know, are you nervous? You know, to his knowledge, they're just going to Singapore or somewhere close by. They're like he doesn't at this point know that they're going to an uncharted island, you know, far off the usual trade lanes. Um, right. He thinks they're just going to you know somewhere like like a Singapore or an analog of Singapore, basically. Right. Um. So is it? I don't know. Is it just? I know we've been lavishing a lot of praise on Englehorn and Crushman's performance of him, but I don't know. Is it really kind of just tying back into that whole? outdated mindset of like first mate Driscoll from the original movie of, you know, a ship is no place for a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so him thinking that just like a voyage of any kind isn't, uh, especially on a, like on a tram steamer is not somewhere where a, maybe any woman or a woman like Anne should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's, that's what I was, I was thinking as well is his, I don't think he was going to reveal anything. Anne wasn't already told, mm-hmm. but I do think that Carl may have lapsed in memory because mm-hmm. Englehorn thinks they're going to Singapore, and thinks they're going to Singapore. There wasn't actually any major problem that, unless Carl thought that Englehorn was going to frighten her off or something. But just yeah, but, but I don't. I, I think no, that's probably it. Yeah, but Anne doesn't frighten easily, as we have learned. So yes, and as we She's will tough learn, our girl. Yep, as we will learn much, much further into the movie, Anne does not back down to pretty much anything, nope. almost anything. Um, and yeah, anything I, within reason. I don't know if anything Englehorn says strictly says the uh, original um, Jack Driscoll, uh, you know, ship is no place for a woman thing. But uh-huh. I think he might just be kind of toying around with the city girl. Yeah, more than maybe. trying to intimidate her or any. I don't know. Maybe. I think this is just him <laughs> taking the bait that Denim set up as a distraction. Yeah, that could be. Um, and it's like maybe it's a little insight into um, Englehorn's, you know, personality when he's not in full captain persona. Right. Like, Anne's, Anne's a uh, pretty city girl, landlubber kind of guy. And he's like, ha, yeah, yeah. first voyage out at sea, I can I can mess with her, haze her uh-huh. a little bit. Ha, haze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one, that... I'm here to supply the dumb jokes, that's my contribution. <laughs> You're welcome. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, I guess Preston introduces himself to Anne, which is, mm-hmm. it's just so weird to me that we're only, um, 20 minutes into this and I've already gotten so familiar with them that I forget they don't know each other. It's like right. introducing my one group of friends to my other group of friends. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, wait, Preston doesn't know her, but <laughs> we've been with Preston it's and like, Carl, we've been with well, Carl and Anne. It's like introducing groomsmen, basically. Oh yeah. We both have experience with that. 
Yes. Actually, you knew all my groomsmen, I think, before before our wedding. I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, that is true. So in my case, at least. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know any of yours. Mm-hmm. One of them is actually going to be a later guest. Look at that. Yes, how about that? Um, let's see. I don't think I... Oh, yeah, and then, of course, uh, you already asked, but uh, I had a note that... Uh, will you take a check and... Uh-huh. How, how is anyone... He says, do I have a choice? And you do. Your choice is mm-hmm. to not take Carl Denham anywhere ever again. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know what what Englehorn thinks is going to happen. It seems like they have a history, like they've met, like they've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. yeah, Denham, or sorry, uh, Englehorn knows Denham at least well enough to know that he pays with checks. But, yeah. uh, again, th- this brings up that running question that we have of at what point has Denim really started to go downhill? At what point yeah. has Denim worn out his welcome in however many different circles? Right. I um, still feel like there's a good chance he was trustworthy in the past and just kind of has, has worn out his welcome and mm-hmm. lost his pizzazz. Yeah. But, hmm. Uh, did you have anything else for this minute? That is all for me. It um, took me until the last minute of this week to remember I haven't asked you if you could come back tomorrow. I think I can manage it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Um, check out the Tee Public store. This yeah. thumbnail that I'm very proud of uh, <laughs> will be on a t-shirt there by the time of the release of this episode. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fake digital... I say fake. It's a digital oil painting of this scene and stepping onto the dock to see the venture. It um, is super cool. I'm glad you think so. Um, <laughs> I, again, we've talked about moments in this movie that are basically paintings. Um, oh, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, yeah. I try and, and get... I try and do the best. Mm. And again, it features Anne. First it, it was Anne in front of the burlesque theater, now it's Anne in front of the venture. Yeah. It's, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to call that right now. It would be really cool to see how many times we see moments like that where it's Anne in front of some set piece or location that is like a framing of um like a significant point in the movie or like a turning point or off the top of my head i can think of two yeah more beyond where we are now so i mean it's significant enough that we could track it and being the i don't know the stand-in for the audience as we see this world jackson is creating for us yeah okay yeah that's we'll keep a tally I could see that. Cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's uh, all I all I got. Check out the T Public Store. Uh, check out our Facebook group, where we're going to be talking about the film. If you have any interest in Kong or any interest mm-hmm. in minute by minute podcast, just check out our group. We can talk yeah. about anything you've heard in the week. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, you will <laughs> indeed. You will hear us when you hear us, guys. I'm sorry. Hold on one sec. Did I say minute yep, yep. four? I meant week four. Week four. There we Did go. Did I say minute or week? You said minute. Whoops. Well, anyway, week four. We'll Come to a close. Eh, maybe not. Revel in our failures. Sand <laughs> like right, a man. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all of that, you will hear us when you hear us, guys. On the next episode of The King, King Kong, Kong Minute. Minute.